Earlier today, former state Senator Ray Holmberg, one of the longest serving state lawmakers, not only in the state, but across the nation, uh, that abruptly resigned uh, this previous spring, he was arrested and uh, charged federally on uh, a couple of counts, uh, federally when it comes to travel with the intent to engage in illicit sexual activity, and another uh, charge that's the receipt of child pornography. This is uh, breaking news as of this morning. Uh, Tasha Carvel uh, breaking this right here at KFGO.com. You can go to KFGO.com and you can read up on it. In fact, you can read some of the previous recording, uh, reporting pardon me, from her as well. Uh, so how do we get here? There's a lot of questions that I think still need answers. But I want to hit this on two different approaches here. One, what does uh, these federal charges mean? And then also, how do we get here? How does an investigation that wasn't just across state lines, but across international borders, how does that come to be? So we got a couple of guests coming up. A little bit later on, Frank Gasper is going to be joining us. Private investigator, uh, but you know what? He's a former FBI agent that has investigated a similar situation. So he's going to lend his expertise as to how this investigation likely rolled out. But I want to know what the, the actual charges mean. And for that, we have a friend of ours, Dan DeCray, with Ringstrom DeCray, uh, he's a defense attorney, and you know he's been a friend of the show, going to be guest hosting here at the end of the week as well. Dan, welcome back, man. Appreciate you coming on over. Uh, first, congratulations with uh, the, the birth of your child over the weekend. So I want to get that out of the way. Congratulations, my friend. But uh, also just bringing your expertise to this. It's a four-page indictment. Uh, you know, it's, not, it's a tough read, but it's not difficult to get through. Explain what you read as a defense attorney with these charges federally on Ray Holmberg. Sure. And thank you for the well wishes. They Most of the credit should go to my wife. Yeah. Smart <laughs> <We> did, man. <laughs> did an excellent job. We uh-huh. just got home from the hospital and our, our new son is healthy. Good. So let's talk about the indictment. Yeah. Um, so I used to be a federal public defender. And so I dealt with cases, federal cases like this, not exactly like this, but mm-hmm. similar um, many times in my career. And I will say when I read the indictment today, I was surprised by the first charge, less so the second charge based on the reporting you were talking about. But the first charge is something that I personally have never seen and I think is probably very rare in this federal district. Explain to people that might not have had a chance to read this indictment what those – there's two different charges federal here against Ray Holmberg. The first charge you say is something that you hadn't seen before – uh, this has to deal with travel, and they, they talk about the Czech Republic and some allegations that were out there. Explain that charge, uh, the first charge for us. Sure. So the reason the first charge is surprising to me is not because of the charge itself. I have seen that before, and that is the idea that a person travels across state lines to engage in sexual activity with someone under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Um, in my capacity, I've seen that where people either fly into North Dakota to allegedly commit that act, or they fly out of North Dakota, usually to a a major city like Minneapolis or Chicago, to allegedly commit the act. What surprised me here and what I have never seen in my capacity in this district is international activity. And that is probably the thing that everybody who I know who does this work is wondering, and which is why I think you're very smart to have Frank Gasper on later, because the how of this is going to be very interesting as this case proceeds. So that's charge one, the allegations that uh, Ray Holmberg flew uh, and got to the Czech Republic and uh, allegedly for the intent of uh, engaging in sexual acts with a minor. 
Charge number two is uh, my understanding about materials uh, received. Yep. And this word changes over time. What everybody knows it as is child pornography. People now call it child sex abuse material because the idea that it's pornography is not really true because these individuals can't consent. This is not as surprising to me given the reporting. I don't know Ray Holmberg, so when I say that, I don't mean because I know Ray Holmberg. Just the reporting of what's been on KFG and other places. Yep, and and the previous charges in my old office, in the Federal Defender's Office, I believe they represented one of the individuals who's involved in this case. Mm -hmm. And so when that reporting came out, I thought if one day this were to happen, we would only see it be this receipt or possession of child pornography. Back to the first count, uh, Dan DeCray, our guest defense attorney. I'm Tyler Axis. After he's live is uh, what you're listening to here on KFGO. You can join the conversation all day. The Adventure RV Tax Club's at 35270. Ladies studio line open as well at 237-5948. I'm looking at count one, travel with intent to engage in illicit sexual activity. Uh, this has, uh, according to the grand jury charges, which I want to talk about the grand jury in that process, uh, from June 24th, 2011, to on or about November 1st of 2016. So are the allegations here that uh, Ray had been traveling back and forth over five years doing this? Or is that how you read it as as an attorney? Because that's the question that I was getting from people uh, reaching out after this uh, the break earlier. In my experience, when prosecutors charge these cases, they give themselves as much wiggle room as they can with when the activities may have occurred based on their investigation. So that could mean he had gone multiple times. It could mean they only have what they believe is proof of one time, but there perhaps are other allegations or other witnesses who mention these dates. But those dates do at least pin them down into the time frame that they believe that they have evidence to substantiate this charge. Okay, because I do see uh, on, on the count two... And this is about the the receipt and attempted receipt of child pornography. Uh, that that's about a year, November twenty fourth, twenty twelve, continuing until uh, March fourth of two thousand thirteen, and that's here in uh, the District of North Dakota. Uh, this grand jury charges. Th- this is one of those. Walk people through that that process of a grand jury. You know how the people get appointed to this, and how they came to uh, this conclusion that yes, there's enough evidence here to bring charges. Well, there's a couple interesting things when you read the indictment and you look at the docket in the case. Um, I believe the grand jury happened in Bismarck instead of the Fargo area because of the judge who's assigned, which is Judge Dan Hovland. This would normally be assigned to uh, the judge here. And Why? Well, because in North Dakota, there's two federal courthouses that work. There's one in Fargo and there's one in Bismarck. And there's just an unwritten rule that you divide the state sort of from Jamestown east up and down. That goes to the Fargo Federal Courthouse. And from maybe Jamestown west or maybe Bismarck west goes to Bismarck. And so, so okay. I guess it depends on, I say that because I, Ray, lived in Grand Forks. Mm-hmm. But because he was a legislator, this could have happened in Bismarck. So even in real time as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking this through. So it could have been purposely put out there um, because the judge from Fargo recused himself uh, because he's originally from Grand Forks. And so I think out of an abundance of caution, Mm -hmm. 
he recused himself, and so it's Judge Hovland's case. Um, so back to the grand jury. Yeah. Um, when the U.S. government thinks that they have evidence that you've committed a crime, they don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell your lawyer because you wouldn't even know. So you wouldn't have a lawyer. But they go in front of a group of people who get called for jury duty, but it's just grand jury duty. It's the same idea when you get a thing in the letter, a letter in the mail that says show up for jury duty. You find out when you get there, it's grand jury. So it's a group of citizens. I don't know the exact number. I want to say, let's say a dozen or 20 people. Mm -hmm. And once a month, they are asked to take a day or a week off of work. And federal prosecutors come in with witnesses or sometimes without witnesses. And they tell them the evidence that they have that they believe is enough to charge the person. And that's the big difference. They don't have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So this indictment doesn't mean Ray Holmberg did this. It means that the government convinced 20 North Dakota citizens, or whatever the number is, Mm -hmm. that they have enough evidence that there should be a trial. And they should ha- and Ray should have to defend himself. Well, and in fact, I think that process is starting uh, about 19 minutes ago. Uh, the way I understand it from the KFGO news reporting, uh, that he was going to have his first appearance today at two o'clock. Ray Holmberg, that is, who's now, uh, you know, getting challenged by the United States of America for allegations of traveling with the intent engaged uh, in an illicit sexual activity with a minor and receipt and a- or attempted receipt of uh, child pornography as well. Uh, Dan DeCray is my guest. Uh, you got just a little bit more time for me? I, I know that I've got uh, Frankie uh, Gasper coming up at after the bottom of the hour news talking about the actual federal process when we talk about evidence without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Frank's going to have some interesting take on that. But I, I want to know because this is only a four-page indictment. There's a lot that's in these four pages. Where do we go from here? Let's say that others are involved. I've got a lot of questions left, and Dan DeCray is uh, good enough to give us a little bit more of his time. I'm Tyler Axis. After his live is rolling on right here. I'm KFGO. I'm seeing a lot of your text messages into 35270. Thank you to Adventure RV for uh, sponsoring our text. But I, and I will get back to those, but I got just a little window left with uh, Dan DeCray. He's a defense attorney, has had experience in this on the federal side, but now is with Ringstrom DeCray. Uh, that uh, can be found in, in Moorhead. This is a four-page indictment. There's two charges or two counts here, um, both very troubling. Where do we go from here, then? If you're Ray Holmberg, you're sitting in a courtroom right now having this. He was arrested this morning. What what comes next, Dan? Well, what's happening right now is there's a judge who is reading the charges against him, making sure he understands his rights, and he's entering a plea, and he'll be entering a not guilty plea, even if he wanted to. Uh, it's a different judge that would have to accept a guilty plea, but I'm certain he won't be doing that. And... Then what will happen is there will be a hearing in the next couple days to decide if Ray gets to be out of jail while his case continues or if he has to stay in jail while his case continues. And that's called a detention hearing. So that's the next big hearing in this case. What would be the concern uh, for the prosecutor to say, no, he, he should be in prison while this goes forward? If you had to, to take a crack at this. Well, there's two factors that they get to use to convince the judge. One is a danger to the community, and the other is a risk of flight. My guess is that they may argue both, but I would imagine risk of flight is probably more serious given the international nature of the charges. There's ways to mitigate that, but I would anticipate they are going to ask for him to be detained, and they are going to focus on the risk of flight, meaning if you let him out, 
he will run away and not come back, and we won't catch him. Uh, yeah, there's so many questions. I, I know that you don't have these answers, but people have been wondering because how this came to be about in part was because there was uh, a fatal accident at a workplace site that happened to be at Ray Holmberg's house that one of the individuals involved with that had some business dealings. Uh, and during that process, he was found to have in possession, uh, you know, child trafficking evidence. That person had been texting with Ray when he was in prison on these charges and more. So people, I think naturally and understandably are saying, who else could be involved with with what we have right now with this four page indictment? I mean, is this is this the conclusion of hey, here's Ray's part in this, or is this also maybe just the beginning of something bigger, Dan? Your opinion, I guess, is all I can ask. Or sure. Speculation. The way that the indictment is written gives no indication that it is bigger than Ray Holmberg okay. and the individual you mentioned. But I will tell you, in my experience, even when it is bigger. Unless you are a lawyer in that case, the government is going to work very hard to keep their investigation confidential until they make their charging decisions because of these fears I just mentioned before. If someone thought that there was an investigation into them, they may leave the state. They may do something drastic to themselves or others, and so... The government has a very important job to keep this as confidential as it can. Well, and I would say that they accomplished that with the, we, with these charges. I mean, we, we were wondering where is this sitting, and, and there was no comment provided up until this morning that an arrest was made and uh, that these charges were brought. No one really knew about this grand jury that had been, which I, I don't think is unusual. So uh, Jennifer O'Poole is the first uh, assistant United States attorney based out of Fargo here, correct? Correct. Uh, that's handling this case. Uh, you're familiar with Jennifer Poole. Give me an insight on uh, to her approach to, I guess, her job. I have known Jennifer Poole since we moved back to Fargo in 2016. Jennifer Poole's entire career as a federal prosecutor is only prosecuting these types of cases. Some prosecutors move from different types of cases. Jennifer Poole has made her career being this type of a prosecutor, and that is why she is on the case. Question comes in for you, and I'll ask your legal opinion here. Uh, Tyler, so you can travel to a country where prostitution is legal, you can still be prosecuted. I'm curious your your response to a federal defense on this. I think it's important for defense attorneys to admit when they don't know that answer off the top of their head. Mm-hmm. I have never had this case I think that's a wrinkle that is going to be an issue that Ray Holmberg and his attorney explore in the case. I'm not sure the answer. I'm not sure if the alleged victim is from the United States and if that is what is the hook to make it where it's since it's illegal here, even though it's not illegal there. I genuinely don't know. And I think that's going to be a very important part of this case. Well, that's where uh, our next guest after the bottom of the hour here. How do, how does this investigation get to this point? Because, like I said, uh, cross state lines is one thing. Across international borders is an entirely different thing. So we'll have to ask how how did this all come to be? And quite frankly, what he would expect uh, being one of those investigators from the former FBI agent, uh, what their what their process would be here. Dan, final word goes to you. I've got about a minute left. Uh, you know about this case, about anything else. We're going to be back guest hosting. On Friday, which I do appreciate you as I take over the reins of news and views, but I'll give you the final world in the 30 seconds I got here. Sure. 
I think it's important for me as a defense lawyer to say, I do not know Ray Holmberg. I do not know if he did this. It is my job to say at this point in this case, he is presumed innocent. Those are just charges. That is just what the government says they believe happened. He has hired a very skilled lawyer, a man named Mark Fries from a very skilled law firm called Vogel Law Firm. And so it's important for people to know that this is the beginning, not the end. Very good. I appreciate you explaining all that. Danny, take care. We'll see you soon, all right? Dane DeCray, again, he'll be guest hosting, but as a defense attorney at Ringstrom, Ringstrom DeCray, pardon me. Uh, your messages and uh, one more guest when we come back, uh, Frank Gasper. He's a former FBI agent. We're going to walk through how this investigation unfolded next year on KFGO 